Ladies and gentlemen, days and thems, welcome back to the show. What an introduction. <laughs> I am here with influencer and military veteran, Andres Camilo. Thank you. Andres, you were on my list of people I wanted to ask to be on the show a long time ago um, because I think you have a very unique, interesting story. Huh. Uh, one of the topics of the show today I wanted to talk about is being gay in the military. Um, you served for 12 years on the Army National Guard, including a tour in Afghanistan. Yeah. I always like to start just like where my mind was when I joined the military. Um, you know, I was a kid in the Midwest whose parents didn't really kind of push me to go to college, but I knew I wanted to go to college and I just thought, you know, how am I going to pay for this and join the military out of just a means to an end and ended up just really liking what I did. Okay. Obviously got more complicated, you know, after Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And so how old were you when you... I was 17. Okay, so you were very yeah, young. Yeah, I was super young. I mean, I'm, I can barely make decisions now that I'm 32, <laughs> but like at 17, I was just a little kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. And... You know, I'm, I, I think I had a good head on my shoulder, so I made some really smart decisions, but I didn't think through, you know, the, the life consequences of them all. Um, with that said, you know, I think I am a better person after kind of serving and living the military life, but also just everything I've learned about kind of life after that, you know, so it's been, I think, good. Okay, good. But you say that I think you should give yourself some credit because I have you that you were a combat engineer and it was your job to locate and disarm IEDs. Yeah. That sounds like very technical and you would need a lot of skills to do that. Um, It is technical. Um, You know, it's a little different. It's not quite like what you think of the Hurt Locker where they kind of get in that bomb suit, you know, and, and they kind of float. They look like astronauts trying to find a bomb. Um, it's a little more like field expedient, so it's very dangerous, you know, but the training that you get is, it's not that complicated to be honest. Okay. So, so it was, it was stressful more than it was like technically difficult. That makes sense. When you were doing this job at, you were 17 when you, well, I was 17 when I first joined, when I got deployed to Afghanistan, I deployed as a platoon leader. So I was in charge of 36 soldiers under my command and i was 24 okay oh we're getting Ooh, our first call. call call from michelle to accept press one to send michelle yes hi hi michelle how are you i called you last week oh I'm welcome there. back welcome back a repeat caller hi michelle thank, thank you how can we help you today uh i don't know what's, what's the topic this week today we're talking about being gay in the military Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to contribute? No, but I kind of want to tell you about this, like, issue I'm going through, if oh, that's okay. That's perfectly yeah. fine. I kind of... Wait, who's our guest? I, I, I feel so bad. I don't know who the guest Our guest is. is my friend Andres Camilo. Hi, Andres. Hi, Michelle. Right, Sounds Michelle. so intimate all of a sudden. <laughs> I have a bit of a wine right now. I see you guys drinking wine. Oh, yeah. We're oh, drinking tequila yeah. and San Pellegrino. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. Cheers. Okay, so how can we my help you? What's your story? Oh my god, I have a DILF situation. Oh. A what? DILF. DILF. Okay, yeah, I'm interested. Dilf. Yeah. How's, oh my god. Sounds great. Yeah. <sighs> it's bad. Why is it bad? Why? Because, because he's inaccessible. 
Wait, he's what? I sorry, I messed it up. <laughs> he's not accessible. He's not accessible. Does no. that mean he's? Does that mean he's married? Yes, married, three kids. Oh, nice oh. car, the whole shebang. Oh, girl, you got to move on. No. What's your end game here? Yeah. Oh God. Do you want to be stepmother? <laughs> Yeah, do you like are you ready hot, for that uh, role? You know, the, the crazy babysitter. I don't know something like that. So you want to keep sharing? Yeah, Michelle, I don't know if this is you sounds like it? a good gig, girl. I think you got to move on. You think so? Yeah, I think that's that's what I would do. I mean, it's in the workplace. You signed it's a contract for life. Wait, this is in the workplace. Yes. This is getting. Do you work sore. for him? He's kind of like my. <laughs> he's kind of like my supervisor. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Okay. No. Am I a terrible person? No, no. Wait, he's so a terrible person. Have you had more than uh, you? Have you had coitus with your supervisor? I have not had coitus. No sense of coitus. However, however, just handy jays. There. No, 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 no. There was a time when I almost got into like an altercation, and he like kind of like body slammed me against like the wall, and I was like, "Oop!" At work. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was a day. Michelle, this is not a good situation. Bad. Yeah, it sounds bad. This, this sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our recommendation is to move on. Or mine is. Andres, do you have anything you uh, want to say to her? Uh, ghost? Like immediately <laughs> like change your number? Yeah, call HR and quit. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, all right, thank you, Michelle. Absolutely. All right, bye. All right, bye. Bye. Okay, but going back to what we were talking about before. You, at any point of your career in the military, were you openly gay? Yeah, towards the end. So I came out in 2015, and I left the military in 2018. So the last three years, I was fully out. And I was a company commander, which is a lot of responsibility, but also you kind of work with a lot of people that report to you. Okay. So it was a good place to come out. Like, I felt pretty safe. I felt like, you know, I didn't have to worry too much about what my boss thought of me. Because most of the people that I worked with, I trusted them and, you know, they work for me. So if anything, they're not going to outwardly try to bully me, right? So it was a comfortable place and I was very, like, well accepted. Like, people, like, almost that higher of me because I was being my more authentic self, which seems unlike anything you'd expect from military culture. Was this before or after Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed? It was after it was repealed. Did Don't Ask, Don't Tell being repealed affect your decision to come out while you were serving? 100%. I would not have done it, right? I I think I would have quicker have left the military than try to come out while it was the law, right? Because I would have been just being – I would have been at risk for being fired at any moment just based on that. And so you also have another famous boyfriend, Maxisms. Yeah. You and Maxisms were dating while you were in the military. Yeah, so I met Max, yeah, in like 2015 or 2016, somewhere a long time ago. Um, and he's actually part of the reason I came out. I mean, he it, it was becoming very public that Max and I were dating, and I wanted the soldiers that I worked with to kind of hear it from me. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of did a little YouTube video kind of targeting them knowing that one of them would find it and it would just spread. And so then, you know, that's how I came out. I came out on YouTube pretty much talking to my unit. And then wow. um, then I got promoted to captain later that fall and just brought Max over. And he, like, pinned my captain bars on, like, my promotion. And, like, 
you know, he, you know, he's charming, so he wins people over really easily, and it was it was a really cool experience. That's very sweet. Yeah. So, what was Andres like in the military, being gay before all of this? Before 2015, those yeah. other years, what was that like? Um, so I've had a lot of boyfriends, like long term boyfriends, through like my 20s, and so there was always somebody in the background that just felt kind of neglected from the military part of my life because I just wasn't willing to share those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was very stressful to kind of keep parts of myself in these boxes. You know, I I, th- I think I didn't realize the toll it took, and I thought it was something that I, it was just easy to control and manage. And, I mean, looking back on it now, it sucks. Like, I did a whole tour in Afghanistan, went through a lot of, you know, stressful experiences through met a lot of people that I shared close bonds with and none of them knew about my partner. Mm -hmm. So that just sucks. Like knowing that and knowing that it affected a lot of my relationships is, you know, something I definitely wish was different. And I think that's why all these groups fought so hard for the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell because, they had tons of stories like this. And now, you know, it's amazing like that people can serve openly, you know, you know, it's not over for trans people that are still trying to live in, you know, their authentic self and be in the military. Right. But for gays, it's, it's great because there's a lot of stories like mine where they, you know, people came out to their unit and they've been fully accepted. It's been like amazing to hear. Yes, that's that is wonderful to hear. I can I can understand what that would be like the not wanting to come out and stuff just from my own experience. I don't know how that would apply to myself if I was in the military, mm-hmm. but something that in my life made coming out easier was finding other gay people and realizing that that kind of life was okay. Yeah. Did you have any experience in the military meeting other gay people like in, on this closet level as an outlet? Um I had kind of two experiences that come to mind one was a hookup that i had with a sergeant that you would know it's like a lot of taboo layers in there because like the ranks weren't supposed to hook up but also we were gay and doing it undercover so there was like ton of guilt around the situation and i just saw how toxic somebody else was that was like me mm-hmm. right that was closeted in the military and like kind of the level of self-hate that i saw was like very eye-opening to me um but on the flip side you know going back to like my early days in the military when i was going through rotc in college i met a girl that was also in the closet she was lesbian and she to this day is one of my closest friends and we've developed such a great bond and like over this experience of like both learning just how to be out in our lives while having to hide this at work, you know, that work being the military. Sure. So, um, yeah, it, I guess, it, it's been great actually sharing that bond with somebody and having a close friend out of that. I guess my question is how do you, how did you find other people? If it's, if oh. there are these taboos and these things that, yeah, I see. Um, I mean, in my first experience I described, it's grinder, right? Like you go to these military bases and you know, they're on grinder too. Um, you know, and then the second experience with my really good friend Stephanie, um, just through the community, somebody knew that we were both in the military and that we weren't out to each other, we weren't out to anybody else, and arranged a meeting. So it was like <laughs> this back network, you know, like I know somebody else that's like you, you should meet them. 
and we like I went to her house and we watched like an episode of Dexter and like ate tuna salad and it was <laughs> awkward because we had very little in common right like she was like going into social work and I was going to construction management and you know just different interests somewhat yeah. um but we had like this one thing in the military in common and from there we were able to just I mean now we like we're she's practically family family so it's great that is great I know that you get catfished a lot mm. was it during the military a lot of this was happening yeah so let me explain so I guess I didn't get catfished um right but people, people use, use my photos. pictures to get catfished and it's something that it's kind of hard to talk about on Instagram because you just sound narcissistic when you say, look at all these people using my photos to fool other people. <laughs> um, but, you know, like now people use my photo and tell people I'm deployed and my dog is in danger and they need to send money. And so these what? people send money and then like it gets really out of control sometimes where they find out who I am. And they try to reach out and they, you know, they, they feel so fooled that they're willing to go great lengths to figure out who I am. So they'll call my work. Like it, it's gotten like crazy. Now you have a normal day job. Yeah. I, you know, I do construction management like during my regular hours when I'm not on social media. Right. Which is most of the time. So what, <laughs> what has they, what is that like when they, they call your office and what happens? Um, well, they, they patch them through to me thinking some sort of client. I mean, this happened like twice. And then other times, most times it's just people on reaching out on social media saying like, I thought I've been talking to you for the last year and I just found out who you really are, you know, and some of them are, like feel bad and they're just like, I just wanted to let you know, like, let's report this or whatever. But some are like not willing to let go and then just become like obsessed that's so sad out of something i never did like out of something like i'd never interacted with them right yeah. like, i'd understand if they're obsessed with like what they've seen on my real channels or something like then there's a connection i built and i'm responsible for but when it's like somebody else that has like an gotten imposter, such yeah an imposter has used my pictures to get so intimate and they feel this bond that i never developed it's crazy call from harry to accept, press 1. To send a voicemail. Harry? Yes. Hello. Welcome to the show, Harry. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Arizona. Yes. Oh, hot state. Yes. Hot state right now. Yeah. Well, it's hot most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I actually voted in Florida because I'm military, but so both hot states, but yeah. Okay. What brings you to the show today, Harry? Um, I was just gonna ask so obviously being gay in the military and myself i've been in the air force now for eight years so i was wondering if what the reason was for getting out of the military because i'm kind of on that precipice myself right now whether to stay and whether to get out so i was just seeing what you know kind of pers persuaded you or what made you kind of leave that's a great question um i think for everybody it's just kind of a personal choice um for me it was getting into a relationship where I wanted to kind of travel more and do more with my life instead of kind of always having military training kind of in the background. And also I did not want to serve during the Trump years. So I just didn't want Why? to, um, I just had a lack of faith in my leader. And so it, you know, it, it's not very motivating to do something day in, day out where like your job is literally to do what that person 
tells you to do. Like yeah. they manage, you know, they're the commander in chief. They manage where the military goes. And sure, there's tons of smart people in between, but I just, it was a lack of leadership for me that made me change my mind on it all. And I don't regret it. Like I, I'm glad I got out. Like I wanted to do 20 when I first got in and I don't regret it. I traveled the world more than I had before. And I feel like I can take care of myself in a way that being in the military um, presented some hurdles, part of it being the toxic masculinity culture in the military. So I feel like I was able to just grow and I didn't expect that. Harry, what are you uh, dealing with right now that's making you consider leaving? Also, there's like a gardener or something Um, outside that is so loud. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just being stuck in one place for sure. And I have this fear of being stuck, you know, somewhere in a small town. I don't have choice in that. So right now I'm in Tucson, which is a nice, cool, accepting place. But I never know where I could go next. So it's kind of like a gamble for me where it could end up somewhere good that I love to go. Uh, but I could end up somewhere bad. So right now everything's good. I just don't have that confidence to know that I'll be able to support myself, I guess, on the outside. Because there is a support system at the end of the day with the military. But yeah, it's it's hard to think of leaving it you know harry are you gay or straight or bisexual okay what has has being Mm -hmm. gay affected your decision to want to leave the military at all um i think so just being constantly surrounded by straight people and i will say i think it depends what branch you're in right so the air force is i think a more accepting and say the army marines like the air force and navy are definitely gayer overall i'd say than other branches yeah um but at the end of the day it's just such a heteronormative culture so everyone just assumes you're straight they ask about your wife they talk about their kids and family so sometimes i just feel like i don't belong and then when i go and visit big cities with you know big city gays i feel like i don't belong with them either because they're just so on the opposite end of the spectrum right in terms of being gay and involving their lives and having so many gay friends you know so I feel like a part of me kind of wants that lifestyle, but I can't have that as being in the military, I feel like. This is for you, Andres. I was going to say, hit me up if you're ever in L.A. You know, I think that part of that is knowing that there's a military community out there that that is LGBT, and they just exist in a lot of places. So it's, you know, I have a friend in D.C. that I, you know, we just knew of each other because of we were gay in the military, and he visited L.A., and, you know, we got a drink, and... You know, like his next trip, like he stayed with us just because we were, we became friends out of, again, that shared experience. So I think, you know, we do visit these cities. Just make sure to reach out to like a fellow veteran or military person. I think Harry, it helps a lot in kind of building mm-hmm. that community. Harry, do you have any other gay military friends that you are uh, stationed with or anything? So I do, but I wouldn't say stationed with now currently. I will say I feel like it's more common for lesbians in the military for whatever reason but I find it harder to meet gay men. They're definitely out there. I just feel like it is difficult to uh, find people. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe one or two here where I'm stationed currently, but most of them are, you know, across the country or across the world. Yeah. Could you imagine being stuck with like two gay people? You had no choice over the matter. Like those are two gay people, you know, and that's like your job. Yeah. No, that would be very hard. Yeah. I'm also so spoiled living in West Hollywood. Oh, I know. It's just a different life. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine that. It'd be like uh, being in the closet, but in a way 
uh, worse because you want to be yourself. You're not trying to hide it necessarily, yeah. but you just have no other person who has this experience that you're having. It's much more, it could feel more lonely, I would imagine. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's nice being able to, like he said, visit cities like D.C. and L.A. and just be exposed to that culture. But then when you go back home, it's it's isolating, I'd say. Yeah. Are you single? Uh, I have a boyfriend. Right? I was going to ask if you had, like... <laughs> if what? Sorry. I was going to ask if you had, uh, like, grinder meetups or other people you meet. Yeah. Um, kind of on military base. In the military. Um, every once in a while. All right. <laughs> Do you have any story you <laughs> want to tell us about that? Um, I will just say, uh, I'm sure your guests will know about this. It can be tricky with the whole enlisted officer aspect of it. Uh, that's all I can say about that. Maybe he can explain a little bit more, but that kind of takes uh, part in meeting people a lot. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, no. So I actually talked about this earlier when I said like that I had met this one guy and he was a sergeant and like it was just taboo. Because, um, they're, because they're there's higher a rank, rank structures you. and you're not supposed to date like within certain ranks of your own position. So it just really restricts who who's out there. So even though there might be, you know, if, if you're enlisted, like say you're a sergeant or a private or an airman, like something, you know, where you kind of do more physical part of the work um, and there's a hot lieutenant or a hot captain that's in the more leadership position like you can't go after them or i mean more likely the captain gets in trouble would they necessarily know though that you were gay like how would you know that they were gay that's the part i'm trying to i mean grinder oh so this is so all... there's like a whole nother conversation that needs to be had for military people about like not only do i find you attractive and like you know it's show me your hole but before we do that like <laughs> what rank are you you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Yeah, so if you are, if you're like in uniform or something or it's on base, you kind of like, I thought guys were closeted, but it turned out they just were officer or I'm enlisted or vice versa. Right. So you kind of have to look around and make sure no one can see that you're with that person or like going on a date or something like that. So where do you go? Like, I remember even in college, I had to go to like the bathroom in like some random guy's dorm. So if you're in the military, I would imagine it'd be so much harder to even people have, away. no, people have like, private spaces it's okay. not yeah i think your idea of what military living is like is probably like boot camp from and the that's movies. Yeah, yeah and that's like a one-time event right <laughs> right gary i mean you don't live in like public um barracks or anything no no yeah, yeah. special if you're like air force i mean air force like yeah. i've been known to just get full hotel rooms when they travel <laughs> whereas like armies out in the yeah. field in a tent harry how old are you i'm 29 Okay, so you, how long have you been in the military? Uh, about eight years I've been in. So that's a good amount of time. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you should do, but I think that if you're 29 and starting to feel this way and want to have this gay experience, I, at my, I'm 28, and I couldn't imagine not having the last eight years that I've had. In, in the mm -hmm. sense of like me exploring my gay self, the one, the part of myself that I hid for so long. I feel like if you're trying to explore that and want to try those things, that you should definitely try to lean into that. Andres? Yeah, and, yeah, I, and, I, I, and do, I think there's halfway options, too. Like, I, I think you can try to get yourself to a big city within the military. I know it's super hard, but, like, you know, reserves, there's full-time positions. Like, there's very military-adjacent stuff mm -hmm. in big cities. So I think some of them are great transitions. 
Good advice. For sure. All right, Harry, is there anything else you want to talk to us about? Um, I think that's it. Thanks for talking to me. All right, thank you, Harry. Thanks, Thanks Harry. for calling. All right, bye. Bye. I was hoping for that. I was hoping for some gay military calls. I feel like yeah. uh, that's such a thing, too, like even in like the pornography world. Right? Am I right about this? I don't know where you're going yet. Like military gay, like gay army or gay stuff. That's always like a category. Oh, of course. Yeah. What is that about? I don't is know. That you a, tell me. Does that come? Well, I'm guessing it comes you click from. click on it? No, not necessarily. Why do you hesitate? But I imagine that <laughs> a lot of it comes <laughs> from that taboo that you're talking about of the higher ranking person with the lower ranking person. Yeah, actually. Because that's usually what you see in the porn. It's like somebody taking advantage of their position. But I wouldn't necessarily have known that that, that was oh, yeah. until this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's also, I mean, <laughs> uniform's hot. like Totally, 100%. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also imagine a lot of, well, this is getting off topic, but I always like imagine military guys as like being like muscular, like tough. Yeah, that that part is like... Just military guys in general are not this homogenous group. Like, I think people don't realize that like the combat veteran, like that's in like hardcore like physical peak fitness, is actually a small percentage of the military. Like the military has boring ass jobs, just like the rest of society. Well, something else we wanted to mention too was talking about um, PTSD. Ah, yes. Is that something you wanted to Yeah, explore? no. So, um, you know, I, when we had this conversation over what topics to cover, I thought it was important to talk about if we're leaning into the being gay in the military to also talk about the other taboo topics such as, you know, veterans that end up with, you know, whether it's PTSD or physical conditions from war, you know, it's something that I think is hard to deal with and given the you know the given circumstances of the world where things are getting stressful because of an election and because of covid that i think a lot of veterans are going through and i think you know and, and maybe not just veterans right i just only have a veteran perspective with ptsd um because of my own life experience but i i, I think people just need to be aware of their kind of overall mental health especially right now can you talk a little bit more about what that even is, though? Like, for people that, that don't know yeah, what you're referencing, sure. what does that exactly mean? So PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, occurs to anybody um, after going through a traumatic experience. And for, you know, the symptoms are different for a lot of people. Some people have flashbacks of their trauma, right? Like, I was in an explosion in Afghanistan, and... I I don't have flashbacks, but I have, and I don't have trouble sleeping, but I have a hypervigilance. Like I'm always on, I'm always looking for danger. Right. And so it's something that took a long time to kind of learn about myself. And I think part of learning that is this need to like share that experience because I realized I hid it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, after like seeing what it done to me and, seeing how traumatic COVID can be and how traumatic an election is for some people, 
I think a lot of people are also dealing with it. And so I, you know, I feel like somebody that is constantly sharing positive stuff on the internet to, to also talk about my struggles and talk about some of the things that, yes, there's a lot of cool things about the military. There is a fit as is it, you know, like it's a fetish for some people, but it comes with these other sides that also need to be talked about. And they're not these sexy, like kind of low hanging fruit, but I think they're going to help a lot of people if they just get aired out and kind of talked about more often. Do you think that they're not being talked about often because of the stigma around mental health issues? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, And I think it's gotten better. I think I'm seeing people like be more open lately and kind of start sharing more of that. And that's amazing. Um, But yeah, I think overall we shy away from it. I mean, nobody wants to feel like that's what they're known for. Right. And so I think they're wanting to put their best foot forward. Um, and sometimes, you know, that doesn't come across as authentic and kind of creates more problems. So I think it's important to kind of talk about who you are in its entirety, right? Like, I think I'd be doing it a disservice to play up how sexy the military was or how, right, like how hot it is without talking about that. Let's take the call. Call from. Feel like that's what they're known for. Andrew. To accept, press one to send a voice. Andrew. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the show, baby. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andre. Hi, Nick. Andrew, how can we help you today? Uh, I guess I just want to ask uh, Andre, like, uh, have you ever considered like a like a military meeting with Max? Like a uh, military wedding with Max? Sorry, what was the first word? The what wedding? Maritime. Like a mi- military wedding? Oh, military, military wedding. wedding. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm doing a military wedding. What is a military uh, wedding? It's a more formal, traditional, like, version of the ceremony that has, like, bridesmaids or, you know, groomsmen that, like, hold a sword over you as you walk through. So it's very, like, it's very military, right? So it's very, like strict and like dress code and right like very perfect and yeah not me andrew why uh is are you considering a military wedding or where is this question coming from uh, i just wondering because uh i follow both max and uh andre on the social media so then thanks for following and then they just they just move in like recently right so then i was like maybe they are gonna get married so yeah <laughs> no I, I i think that's a fair question i mean i are expectations as people that love each other and have been together for a while and bought a place together is that we get married. Um, and maybe, um, but it's not something that either of us like think about often. We're (laughs) just not like wedding marriage people. Like we both have very complicated, like traditional family histories of like divorces and you know parents and moving across countries right like so it's not a priority so it doesn't mean we don't love each other the same way it doesn't mean that we can't pursue having children it doesn't mean that you know there's anything less about it it's just you know we feel like we are in charge of our relationship and yeah you don't have to subscribe to yeah. this traditional idea of 
oh, we've been dating for this long. We should be married. You know, yeah. We, yeah. You could. That's one of the cool things I think about being gay is that you get to make your own rules for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, you know, we have a dog together. Like, you know, we've been talking about like shared bank accounts. Like, it's just doesn't need to be through this high pressure party. Right. All right, Andrew, is there anything else you wanted to ask uh, Andres about? Uh, I guess, how do you like Colombia since you're from Colombia? <laughs> Colombia is great. I recommend people visiting after COVID's over and after we can travel and be safe about it. Um, you know, it's got such great beaches and nightlife and diff- diverse um, ecosystems. You know, you can go to the jungle, you can go to desert, you can go to like the Caribbean, you can go to like a mountainous Andean region. Like it's... Really cool country. That's something that I want to talk about that I don't have in my notes, but how did um, being Colombian or hi- Hispanic affect your coming out? Oh, like um, how, how surprisingly was it very little. Um, so I have a stepdad um, that is American that my mom married, and he is like the only person in my life that just fully does not accept that I'm gay. Right? Like we just don't communicate anymore okay um but my entire hispanic family is fine with it which is great yeah but why don't they have you just accepted that with your stepdad or yeah 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 just like not gonna happen yeah not worth what is your mom's not worth the squeeze i think she is part of the reason like you know she just wants people to kind of coexist the best they can and i think she's just like Actually, this is this is fine if you guys just don't talk. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we had to call her still on the phone. <laughs> uh, call it. Wait, should I just hang up? <laughs> Bye. I'm just going to hang up. Okay. Wait, that's interesting to me. So, his, because I think about a lot when uh, Hispanic culture being Catholic. Yeah, no, my, my whole Hispanic family. And, like, I was born in Colombia, and I moved to the States when I was eight. So, my whole dad's side of the family is still in Colombia. And they're pretty poor, and they're all just fine with the fact that I'm gay. They've all met Max. They love Max. Like, he's invited to, like, everything. Like, he wants, you know, my, my dad wants Max down there, like, for everything. Um, and then my family that's in the U.S., they're also Colombian. They're great with it. Like, you know, they're, you know, I got speech from my uncle being, like, I love you no matter what. My mom took it, you know, kind of cried when I first came out, but then immediately was like, I'm just worried that you're going to get HIV and I just oh want, need you to be safe. And I was like, yeah, mom, I'm safe. And like, <laughs> you know, and now I've kind of shared more with her after, you know, I've been out for, oh, wow, like 14 years Okay, to my parents. And yeah, she's like, now I just talked to her about prep. You know, I introduced her to like, my life and what going out is like before COVID, yeah. which is kind of fun to have her out in WeHo. I do want to highlight these kind of experiences because I feel like a lot of the callers that I get tend to be people who are from small towns who are afraid to come out. Mm-hmm. So I do want to highlight that you might yeah. not have known your parents were going to react this way, but you did have such a positive experience. Yeah. That is totally in the cards for anyone to happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. My mom, like, loves going out with the gays like they just feed her alcohol and she just like fun heavy <laughs> accented mom and she just kind of runs around and you know like 
yells at the boys in a very flirtatious way, which is very Colombian. Like, my mom is like Sofia Vergara. Like, she's just got that, like, high energy, like, yeah. all the time, wants to, like, actually, I'm the most serious person in my family, like, on, like, my Latino family, like, excluding my stepdad. Right. Like, I'm the one that is, like, how did Andres just end up, like, this very serious guy? And I'm, the answer's the military, actually. But, yeah, they're all, like, just wild. I love that for you. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Oh, we're getting a call. Oh, from, ooh. Call from... To accept, press 1. No to send a voicemail, press... Hello, mystery caller. Hello, headless torso. Hello. Hi. Oh. Hey, who's calling? You said to call in about if you've ever done gap fishing before. Yes. You oh, came, my God. You came to so the right place. This is, like, this is like my sophomore year of high school. And my best friend and I, we used to be friends with this one other girl. And she just started becoming, like, really, really jealous of how close we were. So she tried her breast. I just had a stroke. She, she tried, tried her, her breast? breast to break us up. And wait, then... Wait, I have a question. Wait, pause, pause, pause. You and this yeah. is per, this friend is also your boyfriend or lover in some kind of way? No, 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 no. No, just, just my best friend. And this other girl was friends with us. And she was jealous of how close we were. Oh, okay. So okay. The scene has she, been like, set. tried her best to break up our friendship. And then we found out about it. And um, at the time, she was, like, very, very boy crazy and would, like, literally fall in love with anyone who has a heartbeat, basically. Okay. So we literally you, – you know those, like, fake phone call apps or those fake phone number apps? Yeah. We made one of those, created a fake boy and, like, a fake Instagram account, and successfully catfished her for over a year. That's so mean. The only well, okay, it started as a joke, and then she literally like it. It like turned really, really toxic. Yeah, and this is mean. It girl. Sounds like, we literally had to keep it going because she was like threatening stuff, and we were like, "How do we end this?" And I was like begging my friend to end this, and she's like, "I don't know how." And we literally like, literally after like almost a year, we to this day she still has no idea that this boy was fake. Oh, she still doesn't know. And this was like four years ago. Wait, so call Tina no Fey. She needs to write those. What did you guys? No what did you guys get out of catfishing her? I don't understand the motivation here. Payback. Payback for what? If she's your friend, yeah. just talk to her about it. I don't understand. This seems like a lot of effort for a situation that could have been easily handled with like a nice. Sit this down. was years ago. I was like fourteen. I'm twenty one now. This was years ago, and I didn't know how to talk to people. And wait, so it's so a regretful decision. Can now, I but... just ask about? how far you took it with this person yeah like like, what how, she... how, like was it emotional was it picture yeah sharing? did she think she was in love with this person we we we, we literally just would just talk to her literally like not even say anything and then she would just out of nowhere it was just like confessing her love we literally did nothing we're just like um uh looking at each other like what the hell do we do whose photo did you use i have absolutely no idea well, like where did i think you... it was just like a it was literally like something my friend found on Google Images. I still have I have no idea how this girl like did not catch on. So when you would show her other photos of yourself, was it all the same person? Like I don't understand if this girl like I, only, only saw honestly, one Honestly, I don't really even know. I didn't take care of the app. My, my it was like all my friends. I was just like in on the joke. 
Okay, so you do you have any plans of telling your friend about this? What is she? How did it? What was the final result? She obviously is still not talking I to ha- this person. I've, I literally haven't talked to this girl in like three years because she's just toxic and crazy. So in my mind, like I just went in this rabbit hole with Tina Fey writing Mean Girls too, and it's about this situation. <laughs> and the lesson in the end was that you know your both your friends, both the cat Fisher and the cat Fishy spend as much energy on each other and they could have done that in such a healthier way. 100%. That's a, yeah, this I is, this 100%, is I 100% agree with you, but you know, like, and I, I think that's yeah, a lesson, I, right? It's a good team of faith. Now I, yeah. now I agree with you. And now I, I, I think it was like such a stupid decision on both of our parts. I, I should have been the bigger person said to my friend, like, yo, this is, this is too far. But by the time I realized it was too far, it was, yeah. Oh, listen, I've made it was, some it was, it was too late. stupid friendship mistakes when I was 14. So, I mean, yeah, I know, understand as long as you kind of grow from it and kind of, you know, learn, mm-hmm. maybe write a good book about it. And my, my question is, though, how did the relationship between you and your friend and the girl you guys were catfishing end? like you made this fake person? How how did the relationship between them end up? Um. Well, she just not even be- not because of this she left our high school for other reasons and then she just kind of like faded away and i haven't really heard much from her when she moved high schools you stopped communicating with her through this app or whatever it was you were using to talk to her oh that that was that 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 like ended way before um she even left our high school but no i know but my question is just... my question is how did it end like what was the resolution to the relationship i think my friend sent some like bullshit of like this isn't working out blah 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 and then she was just like okay i'll be sad for a while and then she got over it wow you have anything else you want to it say Andres? like it, it, it got it got really bad it got like to a really really scary place and i was like really scared for this girl of like what she was gonna do and yeah, i said to my friend sad. like we, this this need this needs to end do you know how she's doing and she now? was like i when you're fucking like i was like i and she, stuff that's sad i was like i don't know how to end this but it needs to end my best friend and I, we're, we're still best friends. We talk all the time. Uh, she lives right down the street from me. And the girl that um, we did catfish, I haven't heard anything from her or of her in probably three years. Wow. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Connor, that's Honestly, very yeah, sad. We were fucked up. Well, um, thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, we're going to go, but thank you so much for sharing that story. Thank you. All right, bye. Wait, that reminds me of a story, though. Yeah. In in eighth grade, we to get our confirmation. Are you Catholic? Yeah. Okay. I so was I grew confirmed. up. I grew up Catholic. I was so confirmed I, late. Which how is late? Weird. Why? Why late? Um, because I moved around a lot, so it was like you had to do the entire training at one church. Okay. And yeah, ours took two years. Yeah, I think I was like fourteen when I got confirmed. Maybe uh, later. yeah, eighth grade. Oh, that's okay. about right. Or you're probably uh, fourteen is like freshman year. Oh, okay. Whatever. I was a sophomore. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I there was this girl in my confirmation group who had added me on MySpace, <laughs> who I was gay, but also this girl I wouldn't have been interested in anyway. That sounds mean, but I wouldn't have been sure. And she created this catfish account and would talk to me on MySpace and would always ask me to hang out. And it was like in the very early days of MySpace and like internet social media, so I didn't really yeah. know what was going on. But it was later that I figured out that this girl was the same girl. 
and she would the the one girl who she was pretending to be was like this hot girl and like very myspace Yeah. I'm like doing this motion. Like, no, I mean that's MySpace was like so emo and like Yeah, but high like angle. Hot. Yes. Yeah. And me trying to be straight or something. I don't know. I knew she was at a local high school and I would talk to her and she would talk shit about the other girl to me. And I would be like, Oh yeah, she's weird. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I figured out later that it was actually the same girl. And you're like, you're no longer my top eight. <laughs> yeah. <pretty much>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How uh, did it end? It ended because the girl that was talking to me that wanted to get, hang out with me, told me that her and the other girl became friends. Oh. Even though she told me that they were not friends, they just went to the same high school, and that's why she would always but talk it was shit fake. about her. But it was fake. But I didn't know, because it was in the very early days of the internet. Yeah, sure. And uh, I ended up just getting caught, just because I had like told the girl that I thought she was weird and stuff, and the girl said, well, me and this girl have been hanging out, and she told me what you said, and it kind of dissolved that way, which I didn't really feel bad. Yeah, it just was kind of like, oh, all right. Well, it w- it wasn't even until years later, even that I figured out that it was the same girl. Like until Catfish came about, I really thought it was two people, and I believed her. Yeah, I didn't really think that people would take the time to make a fake account and and do that. Why you know do you I mean? think she wanted to connect with you through something else? Because she probably thought I was cute, and we were young, and she was afraid to say hi or something in person because yeah. she also was this frumpy girl yeah. who I, because I'm gay or because what, I didn't notice her. Mm. She didn't go to my high school. I was there with all my friends. So I wasn't there to like meet other people. Everyone at CC didn't even want to be there anyway. They just were there because their parents were making them be there to be confirmed or whatever it was. Right. What's your confirmation name? Luke. Mm. What's yours? Camillus. Camilo is my middle name. So you're Andres Camilo Camiles Hernandez? Yeah. I'm Nicholas John Luke Tamino. That sounds like a viable perverse. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. I wanted to see how you feel about the idea of election night reporting through OnlyFans and like shirtlessness <laughs> and how do you feel about combining... <laughs> like that pleasure with that stress. Okay, I would. I think that that would be something I would definitely be interested in. Last night I had CNN on, and it was the whole time it was breaking news. It's too early. Yeah, that's, bitch, that's not yeah. breaking news. But at least if there was like a shirtless guy like bouncing his pecs or something, you in have my face, the distraction you need to get through. I that. would be like, oh, this is worth watching. Mm. Because I, I think we watched it for like three or four hours last night. Until, right until after midnight, it wasn't until I went to bed. And there was still people like, well, it's still too early. And then I waited for Trump to go on to do his speech, and he was late to the speech. Also, do you think he was fucked up during that speech? Trump? Yeah. I didn't watch it. Okay, he made a speech late last night. Yeah, I heard the lines. I actually, we were at a friend's place watching the results, and right before Trump came on, I was like, why don't we take this opportunity to drive home and put on some music and <laughs> then when we're home we can read about the what Trump said. <laughs> yeah. That was probably a better decision. I uh was like, "Oh, we should all play Quiplash and like take a break for a little bit mm-hmm. and just like n- instead of scrolling, just like play a game, take our minds off yeah. of it." But we couldn't even turn it off. We were like, right. "We would love to do that, but I just can't turn it." I mean, off. that's why I think no on the 
hot guys reporting election night. You say no on the hot guys yeah, reporting. Yeah, because I think it's going to just ruin hot guys. <laughs> if they're all like giving me updates yeah, about I don't Minnesota need, or some yeah, state. Yeah, no, I don't need to. that. Like, Getting a call. Call from Max Emerson. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. Max. Hi there. Hello, Hi. Max. Welcome to the show, baby. Oh, man. I'm so excited to be calling in. I've, I haven't done this since I think I tried to win concert tickets like 15 <laughs> years ago. You this can is... win some concert tickets here if you play your cards right. Ooh, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll take you up on that. I guess we'll be going to a show in, what, two years, three years? I'll put on a show for you. Oh, man. This is exactly why I called in. Due to COVID, uh, I've become a bit codependent, and my (laughs) boyfriend's been gone from the house for more than an hour and a half, so I was really just calling to check in. Um, (laughs) Can you you answer for yourself? We're talking about catfishing today, right? Yes, talking about catfishing. So I have a story about being catfished that went on far longer than it should have. And I was wondering if you guys have ever had an experience like this. Um, I was in Chicago uh, before I met Andres and I was on like one of the apps and I was kind of new to it. So it was before the days of like, you know, meet you in your bedroom, be waiting, face down, you know, that kind of thing. I did a gym date with somebody and the whole time we were at the gym together at his gym, I kept thinking like, were their pictures really old or like it, something wasn't quite adding up. They didn't quite look like their pictures. And since I was new to it, I didn't want to be rude because, you know, working as a model, most of my pictures were wildly doctored at that point. So I finally brought it up while we were at like the chest press or something. And I said, Hey man, um, when did you take all those pictures in your profile? And he just starts laughing goes, yeah, <laughs> that's not me. Obviously I'm very discreet. And it was like 30 minutes into a workout because I didn't want to be rude. But I was just so annoyed that he had wasted my time that something just snapped in me and I just really loud went, so you intended to have a date with me using fake pictures. You catfished me. You're a catfish. And I just got louder and louder, like pointing at him and calling him a catfish in front of his home gym. (laughs) And then that was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the thing with the whole thing with catfishing. If you're going to physically meet up with someone. But now we're fine. At some point. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. <laughs> At some point, they're gonna find out that you're not the person. Like when you when you physically go to meet up, what do you th- what do they think is gonna happen? That's what I don't understand. Especially if you're going to well, a their gym. pictures were close enough that I think they thought they were gonna get away with it. I think they think people are too polite. Or like other oh, if I physically go there to his house and he sees me, they're gonna let me in, even though I look nothing like my photo. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, there was one time as well that um, I went to meet up with someone also in Chicago. It was a weird week. Uh, and uh, I go to, like, the address, and, like, like, no one responds. They just totally went dark. And then, like, I leave. And an hour later, they sent me a picture of me from their window being like, you don't look like your pictures. And I'm pretty sure that that person was, like, this um, much, much older guy who had passed me walking his dogs. Max, when was this uh, that happened to you? When did that happen? Those yeah. both happened in like the same summer in Chicago, like six years ago. Wait, did you used to live in Chicago? No, I just did a summer there to like get print agents and stuff like that. Basically, I'd spend time in different markets and meet clients and kind of like 
start working with them so that when I go home, they kind of book me again in the future. Oh, gotcha. Uh, just wondering because I'm media, from Chicago. Primarily, like, yeah, like modeling so, and stuff yeah like we that. do modeling for like Kohl's out of Chicago market, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we're gay dads side hustle. Kohl's. Yeah, we're gay dads at first Kohl's. Wait, job with, I feel like, like I know this actually. Air. Yeah, it's actually really fun working with kids because like the kids wrangler at these model shoots are so high energy and so just on it that they make you really high energy and like on it to the point where if you watch these Cole's catalog pictures, like Max is a trained model and has like this perfect smile. (laughs) These kids are just laughing their faces off like they're supposed to. But I'm like, obviously like the high dad in the corner also laughing my face off because I'm like, so like just, I don't know, taken away by these kid wranglers that they're so funny. This is like for clothing. You guys are doing stuff for Cole's. Like a lot of like, pajamas for christmas and stuff like that do you and max do a lot of work together uh yeah actually we've done a few like about modeling. like one one in ten i think andres gets booked on as well yeah it's, it's whenever they need a, a family-friendly gay couple oh that's cute it's well, a lot of fun because usually the guys that book the models are are family so we end up getting we get a lot of fun gigs from people like knowing us from social and being like oh i can book this one and they have us come in I can't wait until everybody has the technology to do deep fakes. Okay, That's I've been be really I've been sent those gifs before. People have been putting my face on like Lord of the Rings gifs. Those are scary. <laughs> that is scary. You know that this is a thing that's happening to celebrities in the pornography world? No. Wow. Okay, well let me be the, let me explain to you, Andres. There's been videos like pornography videos yeah. and they can deep fake is that's how I'm saying it correctly. Sure. A celebrity's face, face on the body, so it looks like you found their sex tape, but it's not. Can we make requests? So they could deep, they could deep fake <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> what did you say, Max? They could potentially deep fake like Brad Pitt into Deep Throat. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like they have like they have it figured out with like uh, all the I don't know self face front camera situation, whatever it is to map your face and put it on to those videos. They did a, um, a documentary called Welcome to Chechnya, where they had people in Canada who had escaped Chechnya and were being hunted in Canada. And they used a bunch of popular people, social media, whatever, uh, as like the faces that they would transpose onto the witnesses that were giving testimony. And they called me in to do the lead, I think. And they had me from 27 different camera angles and lighting setups say several sentences in English and several in Russian so that they could deep fake my face, not deep fake, but like transpose my face, face swap onto the lead character. Um, but it was like a year before it came out that I did it and they had gone radio silent. Um, they ended up showing the character who I was supposed to do face so they didn't use me. But I remember for like a year wondering what the hell I just had my face scanned in for at this like kind of sketchy studio out in the valley it was it was an uneasy time until that movie actually came out and i realized it was real yeah you never really know especially with um yeah like (laughs) i said like all the porn stuff and like being gay i'm sure that's like an angle into it you never really know but also like those scans of your face are still out there what exactly it's not over someone has those somewhere 
Sorry. Sure, but like it was a real movie. Like the thing yeah. actually happened. No, it was a real project. Was, yeah, it yeah. was real. Like, it With was, very like, real credentials. I don't know. Sometimes like, yeah, sometimes like your agents miss something and you end up on set and being like, oh, they should have caught this. I'm going to go. So. <laughs> Dang. Well, Max, we don't, we don't get the same vetting. I'm going to let you guys go, though. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great call. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, and we'll <laughs> Let me know you. what the dinner plans are. Oh, yeah, me Text too. Me. me too. I'm available. Oh, do I need to come pick you up? Have you been, like, day drinking for hours no. now? Is that what's going on? No, I've had one drink. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. You guys have a very sweet relationship. I like to think so. Andres, what is what are the takeaways from today? I think when it comes to being in the military, make sure you have a community. Make sure you have a group that you belong to. And if that's not right for you, you know, like figure it out. Make some life changes because I think that's super important. I think that could apply outside of the military of as course, well. Of course. Of course. 100%. I guess the takeaway being like Harry's call. Okay. So I'm just kind of summarizing in sum- in summary. Um, don't catfish. No. It's dumb, and... You're going to get busted. You're, you're going to get busted, Um, and you're going to get in trouble. Like, you know, it's not... You're wasting your energy. You can be devoting that to productive things to actually better your own life. Perfect. Where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram, Andres Camilo underscore underscore underscore. Um. Yeah. Not. Not the easiest handle. Not. Why do you have it. three underscores? Because they were all taken. Everything <laughs> oh. was taken. My name is super popular. Look for Andres on Instagram. Uh, don't use his photos if you plan on downloading any apps. Andres, it's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you for sharing your perspective and your story. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And anyone at home listening, we catch you on the block, baby. Mm-hmm. And we're out. And we're out.